We have a very special guest today, artist Bobby Doran. Why don't you tell us what you do, and we'd like to see some of your stuff, and we'll geek out on art with you. Okay. Um, what I do for a living, what I do currently uh, during the day is work in a set shop. It's LA's biggest set shop, um, making props mostly. Yeah. Uh, supposed to work in the miniature or model shop, which is making small items, but small things, small scenes, small houses, yeah. and stuff like that. But most of that's CGI now in the in the business. So uh, we make large props, we make installations, we make signage, we make uh, you name it. Anything that might be needed for a commercial, a movie, a music video, a museum, yeah. display. Very cool. YouTube artist, yeah. you name it. Okay, I'm going to ask the question for those in the audience who will ask the question and will hope that I ask the question. What movies that you have you worked on that we would be familiar with? Yeah. Uh, most of our stuff is not movies. It's mostly uh, commercials. And what would be? Less movies, more commercials. Okay. But uh, like in my backyard right now, I have a, a tulip light. It's probably 18 feet long, a giant tulip light, which came from Super Bowl. Am I allowed oh, really? to say that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, last year's um, halftime show, the, the weekend, really? did a show where he's in a Mercedes and there was a bunch of stuff behind it and our shop did all the stuff that was behind it. Well, they were going to throw away the, the tulip, so I have this giant light-up tulip the, from the Super Bowl. What is it? The two? Tulip. Tulips. Tulips. <laughs> two flowers. flowers all. Yeah, yeah. Two, uh, oh, flowers. <laughs> tulips. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But basically uh, a giant sign, it looks like, of, mm. of some flowers, and they were going to throw it away, so it's so you got it. It's in the backyard. I've got a few other things in the backyard from Very other cool. So I, I know a little bit about this because Granite Creek's creative director is Jim LeJudice, whom you met at this famous studio. Yes, he was my boss. He, he, was he really yeah. your boss? Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. We'll the, have to talk later. Tell me the but, famous studio. I'm, I'm well, I don't know if we I can say the things. name. I, I don't know if we, can, we should say it. Oh, we can't say the name? I don't know. Okay, no. Okay. okay. A famous okay. studio. <laughs> it's, it's Vision Scenery. Yes. Okay. So Vision Scenery, and it's really cool. Well, when Jim worked there, he was always dragging stuff into church that, he got out of dumpsters, <laughs> and I'm sure you've done the same thing. But uh, like one of the things that he made that's iconic that everybody recognizes is the easy button. So what about you? What's what's some commercial piece that is your most iconic commercial piece? I don't know, because most of the commercials just come and go nowadays. Yeah. They don't really stick around. We did make a uh, KFC uh, space... It looked like a rocket ship. It uh -huh. was a KFC bucket, uh, and they actually were sending it into space. Really? They put it. What? They said it was going to go into space. That was part of the, the right. campaign. That was part of the game. But actually, it was just a balloon that went up to oh. slightly into space or whatever. Oh wow! And then actually watching the commercial, I realized that they actually made a second copy, which wasn't the same one that that I worked on, but but sort of sort maybe of. it did go to space. Okay. I don't know. We made a, a KFC bucket that went to space. Um, just a lot of stuff that you spend a lot of effort working on, <laughs> time and energy, <laughs> and then you don't even see it in the commercial. It has to be perfect. Wow. It has to be this exact color. No, 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 it can't do it that way. Oh, change it, change it, change it. And then <laughs> it doesn't show it doesn't up. Make it in. Or it's so. so far in the background that it's out of focus and you can't yeah. see it. We were talking earlier about your encounter with Jeff Goldblum and how much time you spent on that. No, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But you didn't you didn't make it into the show. No. Bummer. No, on the cutting room floor. Yeah. I wish I could get some of that footage. Yeah, in his show, The World According to Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Yeah. They did a show on on small things. I don't know what, what okay. it was titled, but uh, you know, they came into our shop and we created a scene for him to work on um, a miniature, sort of just a rock canyon um, with some little miniature uh, 3D grown figures of him and his wife and his kids and his dog yeah and uh and he was came in and actually poured some resin in there and oh. put some greenery on it and, and stuff like that none of that ends up in the show that's a bummer they show the model at the end of the episode uh and then there's, there's no connection yeah, yeah. It yeah makes no sense whatsoever and they spent eight to ten hours there filming yeah. all of us talking yeah. to him and but yeah. 
So do you feel like you're connected to the industry, like Hollywood and all that, living well, yeah. in Simi Valley? And yeah, not necessarily. Well, <laughs> I was telling you earlier, but uh -huh. uh, my parents met on the set of Real Bravo, which yeah. was a John Wayne, uh, um, Howard Hawks film back in 1959. Uh, so my mother worked for Warner Brothers for over 50 years. My father worked for Warner Brothers for close to that time. Uh, my brother is a set dresser. Uh, my sister did makeup in the business. So I've kind of grown up on the lot. I used to yeah. go and visit my mother at wow. uh, Burbank Studios and just get free reign. I could run around. and That's so cool. You know, back when they had tanks and boats yeah. and you know, a library of, of staircases. And you could just run up staircases and you know, just have wow. fun uh, until they cracked down on that. But uh, So I kind of grew up in the industry. And I grew up in Studio yeah. City. Um, I didn't. I had to make a living, so I didn't really yeah. go into the business. Yeah. For a while, I did do um, scenic work, artwork, uh, painting for a few years in the '90s, and then I got back out of it and got a real job again. And yeah. then, then recently, the last ten years, I've been doing props again. Um, at least I'm doing something creative, and not just working in a in, a, in an office like I was for many years. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about where your faith came from. Where did the creativity come from? Are you born this way? I'm sure running around on back lots probably engaged your imagination. Yeah, my backyard had a, my father built a three-quarter scale western town in the backyard. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so we had a, a jail. That was a lockable jail. We could lock each other in this jail. <laughs> uh, we had a grocery store and a saloon and a mine shaft and all that stuff. Uh, that you are. Father built it that is just cool. I just, I'm sorry, but that's really cool. So I, I, I'm like my father. My father was a bit of an entrepreneur. Uh, he failed at it quite a bit, uh -huh. uh, which is what I've done too. But um, I remember growing up, he had license plate frames, union license plate frames that he stacks boxes of them that he can never sell that he made and was trying to sell. He had lighters for IATSE, the the union company that. Uh, like Zippo lighters that he had made and was selling and sort of yeah. money on. He invented a, a one-handed ping pong table where you just you know, a little net in the middle and you'd knock the ball back and forth and it never went anywhere. <laughs> and now you can get them out of China, but okay. but back in nineteen in the sixties you could you can find that. He invented that and and a, a tee golf tee that you could you pick your size. Um, so that how far away from the grass you wanted it to be, so okay. you could buy that, and it's always just push it down until it touches the dirt. So it was always oh. at the same height. He invented another thing, golf uh, thing that held your cigar and your cigarette and all kinds of things, and he was just always inventing things. Um, so I picked up on that. I think I get a lot of that yeah. from him. But then my mother was very creative too. She was a writer, and she could have been a singer, and she could have been an actress. Wow. And, oh wow! Um, you know, she was very. Um, not necessarily artistic, yeah, but very creative. Got it. And uh, so I kind of get that from both of them. Okay, so part of the show is is that I am not an artist. Joel is, and I have to work with worship leaders and other creative type people. Yeah, you guys are weird. They just creative people are just different. And yeah, but I, you know, as I've told you before, what you do is is artistic and creative and wonderful does it fit into the conventional artist box no yeah. but i don't think i think i think you can call yourself an artist i love obviously i have a podcast on art i love art uh-huh and i just i almost see myself like i mean i was a curator at one time i like just to bring things together and that's uh, that's what i love about ministry too um Pastoring people is, I mean, Joel, you know this, it's hard. It's its another strange type of, <laughs> pastoring is not a real job. So in some aspects, it's like being an artist or a set designer or whatever. It's not yeah. a real job. Uh, we, we joke about that, I, that, you know. I hope nobody from my church hears me say this, but why are they paying us? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. get it. You know, I get, yeah. uh, a workman is worthy of his hire. Yeah. I, I get that. I understand that as a part of it. Said, what, like what we do, 
is we every week we prepare yeah. a major address. Yeah. A major public address. Yeah. It's madness. Madness. Yeah, that's fun. It is fun. So when I was when I was in the museum business industry, I I loved to curate. I loved to, you know, I hope, I hope this was probably this it actually was a huge mistake. I opened I opened a museum in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, right downtown, you know, in the middle of the Bible Belt, in the middle of Dixie South, and I thought it would be a great idea to open up with the first exhibit with the the original Emancipation Proclamation Amendment next to uh, the Confederate Constitution. So I opened up those two pieces. I thought it was a great idea. It wasn't a great idea. Um, but I loved putting those things together. Uh, and then I did some gallery work. I loved hanging pictures. And so I guess you could say that's my creative process. It is. Is curating. And then now in ministry, I, I think God's really shown me that that's what I'm doing. Is I'm curating people. And there's a saying that's um, the church isn't... Uh, uh, the church isn't meant to be a museum. It's meant to be a hospital for sick people, which is a true statement. But I look at it differently because one of the key verses that we work off of in this podcast is that we are God's masterpiece. We are God's workmanship created for his glory. And so why can't the church be a hospital and why can't it be a museum at the same time where we can put people on display for the gifts that God's Absolutely. created them to do. And I think that that is probably one of the hardest things that you guys probably can both speak to being churched people is there is not a value of making space for creative people inside of church, maybe with the exception of the worship pastor. But I know that your church does it. I try and do it. Um, making, you know, giving, okay, what can we, what can we create? What can we make Jim do this week? <laughs> and, um, but well, what, what's your, what are you guys thoughts on that? On well, my, if, creative churches. And, you're the guest. You get to yeah, go first. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think in any opportunity to, uh, bring creativity into it. Yeah. You know, that's people's gifts should be embraced yeah. and and not ignored and not uh yeah and recognized and, and celebrated like, like what you said yes because it's at lunch you like you know it's like i don't need the recognition but i would like a little bit of recognition or i'd like to be yeah you know you want valued, it to be appreciated appreciated and valued even if they don't know who you are right right because yeah, you can do it for yourself i i create because i have to that's just you don't what have a I choice. Have to do. Yeah, I, you're, you're, I create while I'm sleeping. Yeah. I, it will happen. Yeah. So, if nobody sees it, I'm still doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But are people supposed to see it? Is it supposed to be shared? Yeah. Yes. Will somebody get something out of it yeah. and 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 be a better person or be in a better place because of it? I yeah. don't know. You did a, uh, a piece for us last year for Easter. And I like, our, Luke, can we bring that, that painting up of the... So last year, what's, what is great about the city of Claremont, it's an it's a artsy-fartsy type of a city. And so... Oh, yeah. We're not, you know, I'm not the only church in... Wow. I'm not the only church in, uh, in Claremont that's fascinated with the arts. And so last year, around Easter time, we put together a traveling um, uh, stations of the cross. Each church had a, had a station that they put a work up. And you did ours on uh, nailing Jesus to the tree. And it was so vibrant. Incidentally, my wife forgot to give you a thank you card. Her name is Mako. And she's coming today. So <laughs> she will have a blast. She'll probably come barging into our podcast. Okay, why don't you tell us about this, Bobby? This was a church in, I think it was in Moorpark. I've actually forgotten which church it was. Huh. Yeah. Down in their uh, basement, they had a, a youth area, um, and they invited me, uh, Jonathan, Lucia, uh -huh. and another artist, which I don't remember his name, 
to create this gra uh, graffiti on the wall. This is kind of an odd <laughs> sort of fisheye version yeah, of it, yeah. but I did Jesus's face. Okay. And then the other artist did the, the graffiti the writing, part. And then a lot of the painterly stuff behind Jesus was done by me and by Jonathan, um, a fellow, a pastor, artist, mm -hmm, friend mm -hmm. of mine. And uh, so this was just for their, you know, recreational area there where they had the pool table and all that stuff. That's really cool. I'd like to go to that youth group. See, it's pretty big. It's ginormous. So what was your inspiration for this face of Jesus? Was it the... Well, I knew, I knew it was a church, and they're like, oh, come down and do graffiti. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to just do some verbiage. I don't want to do what you'd expect. And I wanted to do a sort of impactful uh, image of Jesus' face, um, almost stencil-like in right. look broken down to only a few different colors. And, yeah. uh, and it just kind of developed while I was there. I, Very know. bold. All right, tell us about these. These are kind of uh, Andy Warhol-ish, right? Yeah, these are, you know, yeah, some stencil pieces that were actually, these are painted on um, a recycled pew. Really? Church pew, yeah. We had a church pew by our pool for oh, 20 wow. years, and it started to rot away because it was yeah. out, outside. Eventually I painted it. Uh, it was just wood originally, and uh, it was probably you know, 80 to 100 years old. It was pretty old, unfortunately, yeah. um, but it got to the point where it was rotting away, and I was like, I, I can't just throw just it away. Yeah. So I cut it up into little squares, and I did. Uh, I sent over some cross pictures also. I've done these abstract crosses, and then I did these. Um, so that's a recycled, pew. Uh, given new life to a, a piece of a pew. I don't know where the pew came from. I don't know yeah. what the church was, but it was a local antique dealer that there was selling go. it. And, and we had it for many years in the backyard. So I did a series of, of wow. Jesus stuff. This was a graffiti style uh, sort of nativity, Christmas nativity right? scene. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I'm going to have to steal that someday. Because no, we do a nativity every year here. And we're always, we're always looking for good nativity art. It's hard to find, in my opinion. There's a church up the street from us that does... Shows off their collection every year. Okay. And there's wow. like a thousand nativity really? sets in there from every country. That's really cool. And it's beautiful. It's really nice. That's really neat. Somewhere I, in these pictures, I have uh, our garage. We painted a nativity scene that I put out every Did year. Did you? Wow. Yeah. What, nice who's day. your favorite artist? <sighs> See, I know, my mind a, goes I know, everywhere. Yeah, we... We, we're, we're, we have a problem with this. We're too. not We're not letting you off the hook. I your like, head. Uh, who's your favorite artist? Amaka or... However oh, Mooka, right? It. Yeah, uh, the scream, right? Maxfield Parish. Uh, I like Klimt. I yeah, like yeah. Van Gogh. I like Monet. Gustav Klimt. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, I love. Um, kind of all over the place. I yeah. even, you know, gosh, uh, you name it. Uh, Pollock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, abstract. I I like doing a lot myself. I don't tend to like as many uh, abstract artists okay. as much as uh, especially if they do the same thing over and over again, Rothko, where it's kind of right. similar, it's like yeah. <laughs> I feel like you know, yeah. I don't know. Rothko's big money though, man. <laughs> I don't want to put anybody down. Yeah, well, he's, um, he's dead, so he's <laughs> <laughs> it's like I love to do the abstract yeah. but I don't love that many okay. abstract artists. Yeah. Um, Alright, so when you're doing a faith I like it all. When you're doing a faith piece like this, mm -hmm. and this is a, this is an abstraction of some sort, how does that? How are you inspired to do this? Is it does it feel like they're like it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you when you're doing this, I, or you're just I don't in know. A, you I, don't know. You know, like with this one, this is I had some spray paint uh -huh. and I had a piece of wood. You just went for it, and I just started painting. Probably started with circles at this point. Um, and, and this is all. Kinda, this is all um, spray paint. spray paint. Yeah, rattle cans. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All rattle cans. So, and I'm, sh you know, I don't know if that exists anymore. I might have painted over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, yeah, you're a true artist. That, uh, yeah, yeah. That's so great. It's, uh, inspiration is hard for me to speak about inspiration because it's just automatic. It's. I never know what I'm going to do. Well, I rarely know what I'm going to do when I sit down in front of a canvas or, yeah. or whatever, 
it's just what where's this going to go i have no idea so what is what is uh directing me i don't know is it is the is the non-direction fun even in and of itself just to be able to have the freedom to sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's frustrating sometimes I, you know, yeah it's, especially if something comes out nice and you like it and you want to do it again right and it's that that isn't there anymore got it it's almost like that that inspiration you get the strike while the iron's hot yeah and yeah. maybe it was meant to only be in, in one that, of a kind in yeah. that one moment and in that moment um, and that's always hard to be a successful artist and not do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And or somebody says, I want something like that. And then you try to do it yeah. and you're like, oh, I don't like that. Like I did that first one. You know, I, again, I, it's a, I'm not the artist, but when I'm writing for a sermon or, um, when God is speaking to me, maybe about a specific search situation or a specific thing, like if I don't strike in that moment, that word goes void. And, you know, messages that I've written, you know, two years ago, in the moment they were awesome, but they would not be awesome now. There's got to be, you know, and, I, and I've, I've realized that, you know, in my own life, it, it, like there is a, there's a right time for the right word to be spoken and then given, then given life. So I can kind of get that. So that was on a piece of, a, of the pew. I did, I think, about 50 pieces from that pew and other pieces of uh, recycled wood and stuff like that. Abstract crosses. The yeah. idea at the time was somebody might not want to put a cross on their wall. Yeah, sure. And this gives somebody an opportunity to have something that's a little more abstract, a little more subtle, a little more colorful, right. but still represent the cross. Their faith. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not some. That is neat. Yeah. And, uh, see, I'm like that too. Like, all right, and I'm a pastor. I don't think I have a cross in my house. I've got some scripture. I know Joel's like frowning at me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm like going. Where's the cross in my house? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to. But I would put that up, and it's not like I don't have a problem with crosses. I like all kinds oh, of Catholic I love, yeah. I have one like this that I'm going to give you that's in oh, the car that I forgot to yay. bring up. Just oh, like a little canvas one I did this morning before leaving the house real oh. quick. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> so you can keep it. You can give it away as a, as a prize. You can do anything you want right, to do. I'll keep it. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one. Thank so you. There might be more of those in this series. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, see, this so is you, so cool. So you can see that's curved on the top and the bottom because that was a piece of the back of the, the oh, pew. That's oh, so cool. Wow. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't have that many pictures. I, I, I had like 50 of them and I didn't photograph each one individually because I put them all together, uh, laid them out sort of in the shape of a big cross. Okay. And uh, there it is right oh. there. Oh. And we put that in at church um, temporarily. Uh-huh. But it's still there. It's still there. Five, ten years. Is it a, sa oh <laughs> is it a sacred cow now? <laughs> yeah. So it is still there. So each one of those was an individual one, which was originally going to be, you know, available to the public. Okay, and these are now are these photographs of the poop pew paintings? No, those, those are, are all wooden pieces at different from depths. From that pew. So, yeah, yeah. There might be a couple of them that are other pieces of recycled wood. Uh huh. Because um, some of the pew pieces were an inch and a half thick. Some were, you know, only three quarters of an inch thick. And then so every everyone's slightly askew. All right, so this is in your church. It's been yeah. there for years. That's really cool that your church displays so this cool stuff. that they celebrate you. So, like, so neat. Someday, like, if the new guy's like, I don't like this, how would you feel about that if it just went away from your church? I'd be fine with it because yeah. originally it was just going to be temporary, anyways. Okay. And now, as of yesterday, I started um, adding these to a collection on OpenSea as a, NFTs. So okay, and that's, these will all be individual NFTs, if I can ever get pictures of them, because a lot of those I don't have pictures of. So yeah. if they came back... You're going to scan them all? Yeah. And I, or you know, give them away to people who like them or whatever. I, I'm blown away by that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. I would, if, you know, if I had, had a big... If I had a house with a lot of square feet footage... Mm -hmm. You'd do that. I'd put that in there. Yeah. Really would. It's just not it's not traditional, but it's colorful. And it is what it is. You you're not it is what it you're is. You're not confused and, by it. And the thing is is that there's there's a controlled 
you know, there's a controlled messiness. You know, that's a yeah. It's it's controlled. It's but it's it it's very intentional. And the thing is, and I think the the reason why I love it is is there is nothing neat and orderly about Jesus's death. It was messy. Yeah. The cross was messy, but at the same time, it's this it's it's the messiness of the cross that brings about the beauty yeah. of what the cross means to us and to all of us. And I just absolutely love it. Forgive me if you're offended when nope. I say that nope. by its no, messiness. No. You know, obviously meant to be messy. Yeah, it's just. It really, it. it really is. It's very moving to me. Oh, that's cool. Super cool. That's called Angel. And that's one of my favorite paintings that is it? I've, I've created. What, I don't what know is why? What, yeah, do you know why? No, I don't know why. It actually hung in the house for quite a while, and then now a piece of furniture had to kind of go in that spot, so yeah. <laughs> there wasn't room for it anymore. Because that's, I think it's thirty-six by thirty-six, so it's not super small, but it's yeah. not that big. Um, and I, like I said, I can't necessarily tell you what the inspiration was. As you can see, it was quick. And even though it's pretty pretty large, uh, so it takes a while to cover canvas. Yeah. There's multiple layers. Yeah, it builds up for for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, um, and so the the colors were built up for quite a while before I decided oh, I'll just slap the black on there. And yeah, came in uh, with uh, with some outlines very quickly. But when, uh, uh, that's my angel. Now is is your angel? Are we talking about angels in heaven, or are we talking about a physical being that? A, phys, a, somebody, a real person who is an angel and or does it really even matter? Doesn't matter, but okay. could be inspired by my wife. Could yeah. be, okay. maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Um, but it just, I don't know. I, I knew what she was going to be before I put any of the black on okay. there. It just, you know, came yeah. forth. Very cool. And that's oh, from yeah. that same series. I was doing, once again, like I was saying, trying to kind of go the same route and do more from the same series. So this one's called Stare. This is one that the, I the, did many and, years and, ago. And the same process in the sense that there's, um, there's a lot of abstract imagery in the back in terms of um, bold paint and, and random brush strokes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then some line work over the top, but in so, this case, obviously, the face got a little bit of extra. So paint. you paint the you paint the background, and then, and then do you ask the question, okay, what lives there? Yeah, hmm. get that totally. Get that. It's awesome to be able to let. In one sense, the painting is telling you what goes there. Would that be true? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. And you like color. Yeah, I like. color. Ooh, very oh, very popular. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Basic graffiti, quick paint. That's cool. Who's the Basic who's the graffiti, general? quick paint. Is that, is that Grant? Who's that guy? Uh, don't know. Don't know. Okay. No, he is sort of an unknown soldier. There we go. Yeah. And is that and, the uh, gal? Who's running? This is based on old newspaper articles. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So she was just one of a group of... Children running right. in an article. Uh, yeah. So this just kind of shows some random how yeah. random my art is. It's yeah. not necessarily the same thing over and over no, again. No, it's not. And really yeah, big color. Well, that's I love yeah. that the color. Okay, so are you going to NFT this or? Uh, quite possibly. Quite possibly. At some that's point. Great. So for those of you listening, the NFT is the non-fungible, fungible, whatever tokens. <laughs> yeah, yeah non-fungible tokens. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we did a little show trying to describe it, and you're you're doing it. You're, yeah, you're, you're doing s- it. That's so neat. You're selling, and the 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 benefit is is it it really supports the artist, and that's that's what that's what's exciting about the concept of the digital art space and owning an original piece of digital art which is bizarre but um, it's hard to describe hard to describe but it's the future and you're you're definitely selling it selling me on it this one this is tell where this is from i told absolutely (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Yeah. So that's Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean the, yeah, the, yeah. with the skeleton sitting on the treasure trove. And that wasn't even, I remember when I was doing this, that wasn't going to be a skeleton on top. It was just this abstract painting that yes. sort of developed into a pile of gold. So then I was like, oh, I should oh, throw oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because you can even see his hat is actually yeah. just, the black is just the background. It was just omitted. I just put the little white above the top to kind of sell, yeah. sell the hat. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, this sold just recently at a Did show. Did yeah. Oh, it's just, that's fun. Oh How many God. shows have you done? You do all, um, you're doing shows all the time. I used to... Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Ebb and flow. Right. One year, I did 24 shows. Wow. Back in 2000? No, it's probably before 2000, so probably late 90s. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of, kind of got sick of the whole, sure. you know, the, politics yeah, involved. Yeah, the open and Trying to get these shows happening. Yeah. Um, and then I just, so now I, lately I've been doing some tiki shows. Oh, so yeah. A lot of tiki paintings and, That's, okay. you and have some the of those. Hawaiian style stuff. You have some like of that, that right? I don't know if I have any in there. Oh, okay, well, do you, um, uh, when are you, are these, uh, is the pigment applied with brush or knife or anything and everything? Everything. Okay. A lot of these are credit Kitch cards. Kitchen sinks. Uh, this one looks more brushy because uh -huh. you can see there's less dragged paint. Yeah. Um, less flat uh, palette knife type stuff, but. I tend to, like I said, go with uh, old credit cards and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it gives you more of a flat surface. You don't have to do the angled palette knife type of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a great idea. But you name it. I can spatter stuff on there. This yeah. would be canvas. It quite often is on pieces of plywood or old cut up this, pieces of But this pew. is on canvas. Yeah, this, yeah, this is a canvas. Yeah. Now, I know you do digital art. Which do you prefer? Uh, I'm impatient. Right. So actually, digital is kind of fun now. I do a lot of illustrations, okay. a lot of uh, um, kawaii-style, cartoony uh, stuff, uh -huh. things like that, NFTs. Um, but it just depends on the mood. One day, you just want to pick up a paintbrush and paint. Yeah. And then it either works or it doesn't. And then other days, you want to sit in front of the computer. Yeah. Um, but I am impatient. So computer's kind of nice because it's super fast. Yeah. It's not dirty. You're not getting paint everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Your, wife's not, set up your wife's not yelling at you. She's not like, why are you taking over the kitchen again? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you a Disney fan? I am definitely a Disney fan. So I, you and Jim got lots to talk about. Yeah. I, I, in some ways, I feel like I would have been Walt if I wasn't <sighs> me kind of thing. Gotcha. Just oh, the idea. that's so cool. Although I don't know if he was, you know, not being able to sleep because he was creating all night long. Maybe he was. I don't know. So do you have um, Disney artifacts in your home too? Yeah, a few things here yeah. and there. Not okay. not like Jim Bunch. He's he's got yeah. He's got some know, cool he stuff. Has, uh, access to to Man, actual neat. old stuff. But I do have as an NFT uh, an e ticket. Oh, you do. Yeah. I put oh, up you an know, e I saw that. I think I, I did see that. That's... Put that up, and and as a tangible, if you buy the NFT, you get the e ticket sent to you also. Okay. So. Cool. So, yeah, I have a few packets and a lot of old random Disney stuff. That's so cool. I like Disney. Uh, okay, is this a COVID piece? Yeah, that was right when COVID first started and Disney shut down. Yeah. And I thought that was unprecedented, the fact that... It totally was. Disney's never been shut down. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's really cool. Did you create more <laughs> during COVID or did you kind of cocoon a little bit? More, but... Nothing, nothing monumental. Just yeah. a lot well, of was, little things here and there. I was prolific. You were? Yeah, that was the most prolific time I've ever. Yeah. I had. I mean, I and a lot of it was. See, a lot of things were happening that year. Was that was inspiring me to to paint? And um, the first, I, I think, um, the Black Lives Matter thing really affected me. And so there was a lot of um, African-American subject matter that I was doing. And, um, and yeah, I have, a, I have some self-pet portraits of me with, with a mask, you know, and uh, that's awesome. Can I, I, just talking about this and your color choice, well, first of all, I love your color choices. And I, um, and you're probably based on what we've been talking about so far. You probably couldn't tell me the one or the, 
the <laughs> reasons <laughs> why, um, like you know, there's a great eyes. pink eye. <laughs> and, uh, but it's just, it's really, really fun. But you know, the other thing too is it screams, it, it, it screams, I was raised on the wonderful world of Disney. I don't know yeah, about, I, I, mm-hmm. I was too, you know, not as much and this, guys, this, this is the opening of wonderful world of Disney mm-hmm. to me. Mm. You know, that there's lots of movement, lots of power. There's lots of um, just, yeah, it's a, it's a neat piece. It's really fun. But you're also a model maker. Okay, how do you do this? And then how do you get into the little details? Is this attention that you have? Yeah, it's just. So you have the patience to sit down and do when it? When I have to. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I am impatient. Yeah. But even with model making and even really? when I have to do detail work do you uh, enjoy model making no not so much much. i I like the end result a lot i like parts of it yeah what's uh, i'll ask you later because it's (laughs) it's just geeking out on technique and um, materials and things like that this was super fast this was actually on a piece of mdf just a piece of random wood that Shop has, they throw away wood all stuff. day long. So, so you're always yeah. getting materials. And the people at the shop know that I grab things. So they're yeah. like, hey, I found this stack of, you know, acrylic. That that you might want to. I was like, oh, another that's stack. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, what is this? was back in 96. This was a whole series that I tried to do. Um, this is back when I was doing 24 shows in one year. I did 24 oh. shows. So I tried to do, I did about 30 in this series, uh, mostly the female form. Um, this one kind of speaks to um, eating disorders, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why you got spoons and knives in there. Yeah, that's really cool. It does feel late 90s. Yeah, and this sort of was, uh, that, that group of about 30 were very similar. You could, you could put them all in the same Yeah, but this basket. ages so well for me. I'm just... Yeah, I, I I I love that. I, I like, love this. Yeah, I like Keith Haring. Huh? Keith Haring. Yeah. I liked him a lot. And there was another guy that was ripping him off at the same time. I can't remember who he was. But I love this kind of stuff. All right, so well, neat. What else we got? Oh. Oh, and that's one of the pew pieces, too. Some of them went to a wave uh, series. Uh-huh. So I did a probably 100 different waves on little pieces of wood. Uh, very abstract. You're just cranking out work all, all the time, then, huh? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Then same wow, that's a piece of that's the That's cool. That's really cool. So you can see uh, the wood is just like an old, I don't know if it was mahogany, uh-huh. but uh-huh. almost redwood looking, but yeah, it was an old rotted piece of well, I love. Pew. I love how you, I love the curl. And... Um, I've always been drawn to the ocean and, and waves. That's awesome. The female form... Ocean Wave. and waves. Maybe it's a Southern California thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, two of my favorite things. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, those are the two that I always, you know, if I don't know what to do at all, it's a wave. You know. Or, yeah, that's really neat. What was your other thing that you like to do a lot? Uh, the other, I don't female form. Female form and waves. Yeah, there's just nothing more beautiful than yeah. uh, the human body. It's yeah, just amazing for to sure. me. I'm, absolutely. I, I'm just, yeah. Yeah, what... Bay is this? This is fire on the bay. I don't know. You this don't is know. A okay. created out of my mind. Wow. Just a, mm. a sunset. Uh, it looks like Santa Barbara to me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Before the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're on the, yeah, if you're on the west on the side, side, yeah, looking over, I like it. Oh boy. That's got. You should take your stuff to Laguna. <laughs> I love Laguna. Laguna, Laguna is, is great. Just yeah. such a beautiful place. We used to go every year. I and I always think, oh, i got to get my art in one of these galleries yeah. or open my own gallery. Yeah. But. So neat. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Oh, see, now you're making Joel jealous. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is, it's... It, you are able to accomplish so much with the economy of of strokes that you're using you're just you know you're able to to do this and 
it's so interesting. But yeah. man, well, thank you. It's so so cool. I try to not make it look like okay. You know, the is this artists. is this basic acrylic? Yeah, yeah. Although uh, a lot of them will have some oil backgrounds. Okay. Might have some watercolor. This in them, particular one is. This is all acrylics. I would this say. This is all acrylic. You can see a very watery um, background. Yeah. That sky actually kind of continues past yeah. the horizon yeah. into the, into the water, okay. and then the rest. Liquitex. Came over the top. Mostly, yeah, yeah, for the most part. The you know basic Liquitex. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's but the ultramarine blue, there's the light blue. I, I, yeah, there's, man. The thing that I, the thing I'm most impressed about with this is that you have, um, you're still able to create a, um, a contrast in tonality, even though quite a bit of it, until you add the, add the white, quite a bit of it is the same kind of tonality. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I have I I have a hard time keeping my images separated from each other in tonality, and it and it really bugs me, and and he, <laughs> it makes me mad because you're doing it, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's great. And that was just a random one that actually is gone now. It ended up sitting outside and rotting away. Uh-huh. And uh, it's good. That was about eight feet tall. It's pretty big. Really? And it's wonderful and and irritating at the same time that it's gone. Yeah. It's, it's Grr. Nowhere to put it. It was eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. But I, it just, you know, I just have to create something constantly. And Lovely. And I, I don't like anything I do, so it doesn't really matter to me that much. If it See, isn't away. that weird how you guys are? You artists, you don't like what you... You're never satisfied, huh? Yeah, there's a I few. think I got over that. Did you get over that? I got over that. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, and, and but it took a work of the Lord. Um, I had, for a long time, I had a, a phrase that I always said after something was done. I loved it why the process. I love what I'm doing. I said, oh, this is going to be good. And then it gets done, and I go, I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, it, it blesses somebody, and that's all that I want my art to do yeah. is just bless somebody. That's cool. So, Bobby, you told me a little bit about your faith journey, and you started talking to Jesus when you were four. Yeah, I would say four or five, definitely before the 71 earthquake. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I... I've always had conversations and always had a connection, always felt. Wow. Um, it, it, I don't know where it came from because my family was not yeah. religious. Yeah. And we never went to church. I was told you're a Protestant. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. you say. That's what you check off on the little box whenever gotcha. you're pulling stuff out. Um, but I've always had that uh, every night, you know, I would pray and have a conversation with Jesus. Yeah. Um, mm. Even through my... Not every night, maybe during my teenage years, but yeah, uh, well. but there was all it was you know I've always believed, yeah. and and I was never taught to believe. I, I love that. I do too. And I do too. So you just started talking. You just and believe. You just believed, and it was for such is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, yeah. Was there a defining moment in your faith journey? Like one moment that no. No, and I know a lot of people seem to think that there has to be yeah, almost. right. But this is just so part of my, uh, not my soul, but my, yeah. it's so early on that I felt mm. this connection that it's never gone away. Wow. And I've never seemed to have a need. I've always, you know, I've done bad things when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Things that I'm ashamed of. I wouldn't change necessarily anything, but... But I, I definitely I'm, I'm broken like everybody. Yeah. Um, but I never felt disconnected or felt like I was uh, forgotten or, yeah. or or you know cast off. You know I always felt Jesus there and and you know protected in a way. How, like over the years, how would you say that you've grown in your relationship with the Lord? It's a bit of a slow growth. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think uh, after teenage years, tumultuous yeah. years, uh, as a young adult, um, you know, I'm a very shy guy, and I'm a very, uh, I don't know, uh, nervous, and uh, mm. so you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, it's very personal my yeah. my relationship. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've never really felt like. You know, I could put my hands up in church or clap or anything. It's 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 an odd thing. Yeah. Mm. But it's always been there and has been very consistent all my life, but more as a young adult after I decided to, you know, never do a bad thing again kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. Those those early years were not. Uh, yeah. Nothing to brag about. I understand. Well, um, Tim, let's. I need to wrap up. Okay. You can keep going, Joel, if you want. You guys want to continue talking because this is. Well, I um, could definitely go for another hour, but. Yeah. Do you have a word? Um, one of the things that we do, Bobby, is we try to encourage our guests with what we think God is saying to them. And. I think Joel, I know Joel has something that he'd like to share with you. Uh, from my perspective on what you've created, what I've seen, and what you've done for our church, the friendship that you have with Jim, I, God's going to continue to bless you and open up doors for you for your faithfulness in not just serving him, but in serving your church. You know, 20 years in the same, 20 plus years in the same church, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And serving in VBS and doing works of art that bringing creativity into the church is a big deal. Mm -hmm. There's a character in the Old Testament when they begin to build the tabernacle. He's, <laughs> his name is Beziel, and you're a Beziel. He was the one that created the pomegranates that went along the sides of the the tabernacle for decoration and he created the the bowls and he created the the fabrics and he was a he was a craftsman wow. yeah and he's the very first individual in all of the scriptures that's filled with the holy spirit the holy spirit filled this creative person to create for the tabernacle and that's it's not that that's not how i see you this is what you've already done yeah and there's a blessing for creativity in the church. So thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> God says thank Thus you. And he loves what you've created. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Um, when I was, I, you know, first time I met you, we just had lunch. And so um, I was just praying the whole time, what do you got for, for me? And um, one of the things that struck me is that it was at lunchtime, it was mentioned that you don't sleep. <laughs> and and, and I clar you clarified that and said, I don't sleep because you're doing things in your mind. You're creating all the time. And um, you, you don't get away from it, even in your dreams. And I saw mm. this is what... I feel God has done with you. God has reached out and put in you the responsibility of create, creating. And, um, and it's, an, it's an awesome and terrible responsibility. But he has entrusted you with it. So this is the first classic image. And then I thought of this next classic image. <laughs> and the reason why I thought of this one is because because as God has imparted to you the responsibility of creativity, the, the, the gospel according to Spider-Man is found in the last panel of the very first Spider-Man book where you see him walking away and the words are a great lesson Peter has learned that day is that with great power comes great responsibility. responsibility. And, and, and God wants you to know that he, he trusts you with what he has given you. And you have accepted the responsibility well to, um, and he, he trusts you with the fact 
that you can handle a mind that never shuts down. And, and that, and as I heard that, I heard, I heard God say, this is good. I, I've given, I can't, I can't do this for everybody. Not everybody can handle it. Bobby can handle this. Bobby can handle these images coming in and out and they, and he can be faithful with them and you have and how prolific you are. And so, um, so God is saying, you accepted the responsibility, you're doing well. And, and I guess we all need to know as an artist, but I just want to, you to be assured that the Lord is, um, the Lord chose correctly, and you're doing it well. Thank you. Well done. Well done. So, um, Bob, uh, Bobby, tell us how, how where we can find your art and how if somebody is very interested in it um, to, to purchase it. Hmm. Well, Bobby Doran Art, that's D-O-R-A-N, uh-huh. not D-U. Um, if you search Bobby Doran Art on Google, uh-huh. there you will 98% be. of the images will be mine. Okay. Um, there is a musician uh-huh. with my name that pops up, and his album does quite a bit, but... Other than that, it's mostly me. Um, social media, um, Instagram, Bobby Duran Art. Okay. Facebook, Bobby Duran Art. Okay. I'm going to follow yeah. you, by the way. Oh, awesome. I'll follow you back. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I do have paintings on Saatchi.com and used to have it on Artfinder and other pay- but it just lingers. So okay. I'm sure I have it out there in a, you know, a dozen other places that I just ignore because nothing ever came from it yeah really it's it's word of mouth that's or, what you or do instagram or whatever we we <laughs> we throw spaghetti to the wall and see what see what sticks yeah quite a bit so um on behalf of josh and myself and i i just want to say thank you for for being here and thank you for being who you are i i love that you're genuine um, and you know, you're absolutely real and absolutely, um, I am who I am. My art is what your art is, what, what it is. And I, I just love that. And we're so thankful that you could have been with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And so, um, thus ends another, another experience of the art of faith. I want to thank Joel and Luke as our behind the scenes, um, people making everything possible. Um, Just a quick blessing, if I may. So, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for all those who have stepped up and answered to the call to create. It is an awesome responsibility, and thank you, Lord, for, for creating someone like Bob and somebody who will, um, and I pray that you would continue to bless he and his family. And so, uh, in your name, Lord, we just thank you and praise you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, blessings until we see you next time.